0: Today is an online Sunday with a guest speaker. If you were with us last Sunday, you heard from Pastor Nick Fittato. Such a great word. Really spoke to our hearts and, and was timely in its message. And so today we have an opportunity to have another guest speaker with us. We're welcoming Pastor Andrew Cologne speaking to us today. He serves as the Network Director for Minister Development in the Southern New England Ministry Network. Essence Place belongs to a network of churches across Connecticut, Rhode Island, Island in and Massachusetts, and networks. Um, Andrew's role in the network is helping lead the development of ministers, training them and resourcing them for the ongoing work of ministry. Andrew has worked both in the local church and now at a regional level and helping people discover their gifting, their wiring, who God has made them to be, and helping challenge and coach them and lead them forward in that. Andrew has a heart and a passion for people to discover more of who God is as they also discover more of who God has made them to be. And so in this message today, I know that God is going to speak to your heart. Make sure you're ready to take notes. And as we prepare to hear from God this morning, through Andrew, will you uh, pause for just a moment now and let's pray together as we dedicate ourselves in this time to hearing from the Lord. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that you speak to us regularly and often. God, that in the spirit of who you are, you are continually giving care to us. And so today, As we pause and and we listen to this message that comes from Pastor Andrew, I pray, God, that you would just open our hearts and our spirits to receive from you. I pray, God, that you would challenge your church as we continue walking forward. I pray, God, that you would care for us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Through all of it, God, we say that we are ready and we are listening. Speak, Lord, and we are ready to receive from you today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us on Facebook, uh, Church Platform Online, YouTube TV, wherever you find yourself joining us today. We're excited to have you with us and excited for what God is up to. Uh, Today we'll be sharing a word I'd like to call a new thing, coming from Isaiah 43. I'm realizing more and more as I'm getting older that my tolerance for new things is becoming less and less. I recently ripped a pair of jeans uh, and I became frustrated when I went to the store and learned that there's a whole new system out there to buying jeans. You can't just buy regular jeans anymore. Now you've got regular, bootcut, slim, skinny, super skinny, extreme skinny, uh, so skinny you can't breathe skinny. The, the, the system for buying jeans has changed, and because of it, it's led to new frustrations in my life. Right? I love upgrading my phone every two years, but the reality is getting used to a new operating system is a difficult thing to learn. On a serious note, no matter what your age is, There's something in the heart of man that pushes against new things. The reason why 92% of New Year's resolutions are abandoned by Valentine's Day. Right now, in this pandemic situation, we are in a new moment. Though I pray life goes back to normal as soon as possible, I also realize that right now we are gaining a new awareness, that God is taking the church into a new season and For many of us, this feeling that we're having right now is this reality that we are outside of our comfort zone. And between this time, right now, and the new thing that's coming, we are the most vulnerable. So I want to take a few moments and just unpack this passage where God desired a new thing for his people. Because I believe in the same way, God wants to do something new in our life right now. And I pray that you'll choose to make the decision to go along for the ride with where God is taking us. Because I believe God is a God of the new, and if we trust him for this season, maybe things will look different on the other side of our lives. So if you got your Bible, turn to Isaiah chapter 43. Uh, Isaiah is a prophet who's writing in about 700 BC. And at this stage of Israel's history, it looks like God had just about forgotten and abandoned Israel. This tiny little nation had gone through a civil war, and now the huge Assyrian empire is literally waiting on their borders to come in and attack. And so Isaiah, a prophet, starts getting this message from God, and it pretty much says two things. It says, hey, shape up. You're getting what you deserve. But two, he also says this, even though you deserve this, I'm going to show you what grace looks like, and this is how it plays out in your life. And so today, our passage comes from a moment where Isaiah is prophesying to his people. What I want you to do as you hear this right now is close your eyes and envision God speaking this to you right now. Says this in Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 19. It says, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I've called you by name, and you are mine. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through waters of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I am the Lord, your your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened up a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves. They drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. This is where it gets interesting. He says this in verse 18, But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. I've made Israel for myself. They will someday honor me before the whole world. Let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you that you still speak today, God, that as you do a new thing in our hearts right now, as we hear these words, as we're encouraged by your scripture, God, allow us to receive your new thing, God, to to perk our souls up a bit so we can hear you doing something today. Lord, we trust you. We thank you for these moments. God, make me small so you can be big. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this passage is powerful. And here's why I think it's powerful, because it not only teaches us that God does desire to do a new thing, but it also gives us hints as to how he's going to do it. So if you're taking notes today, this is what I'll start with here. If you want to receive God's new thing, then you have to, number one, tune in to the right voice. It says in verse one, listen to the Lord who created you. I'll give you an example. when I, One Christmas when I was a kid, my parents had gotten me a set of toy radios. And me, being the genius that I was, crafted this clever idea that my best friend and I would set our radios each morning at 7 a.m. And we talked talk back and forth as we got ready for school and whatnot. And then one of us would go out for the bus, which was him, because he'd go out for the bus earlier than I would. And he would get on the radio and warn me when the bus was coming. As it came, it stops our way so that I wouldn't have to wait in the cold. It was a huge blessing and a gift. And so the, the, the plan was perfect. It was foolproof. The morning came. I tuned on to the radio, started checking over the airwaves. Roger, Roger, this is Andrew speaking. How can I help you? And we chatted back and forth, and I was making jokes and laughing. And then time rolled by, where the bus should have been there, and it didn't. And I get on the radio and I say, "Hey, man, it's it's getting pretty late. I, are you are you around? Did the bus come by?" And the kid on the other end of the radio said, "What do you mean? I don't I don't take the bus. My mom drives me to school every day." Turns out, what had happened was another kid in our town also had radios, and I tuned in to the wrong frequency. I ended up missing the bus. I got yelled at the whole way to school. When I got to school, my friends yelled at me because they also missed the bus because I wasn't on the radio at the right time. All right, but here's the reality, right? If, you, if you're not tuned into the right channel, everything else will be messed up. You may hear voices, you may have a good time, but if they're not the right voices, they're not gonna make any difference in your situation. The same way, you've gotta be listening to God's voice in order to experience his new thing for your life. See, God told the Israelites, Listen, because there was going to be a million and one other voices contributing to the noise of what they should do. In the same way, right now, there are a million and one voices competing for your attention. There's a million, and voice say, a million and one voices saying what is going to happen in the next few weeks, how you can protect yourself, what you need in order to have peace in your life right now. You've got a million Facebook and Instagram and news stories telling you what your life should look like. But I think God is telling us today that if we listen to the correct voice. will experience everything we've ever been looking for. The reality is, for some of us, this means that we have to stop listening to certain voices we've allowed into our life at this point. i got to be honest, some of us have some terrible friends. Like their life is a mess. They don't love Jesus. Things don't really pan out for them. But for some reason, when, when it comes time to receive advice, we turn the volume up on their voice as much as we can, and they get so much airtime in our life. And eventually what happens is their way of looking at the world becomes our way of looking at the world. And their wounds become our wounds. And and their way of looking at things becomes our way of looking at things. And our decision making, our following after Jesus becomes impacted as a result. See, hearing God doesn't just mean finding his voice. It means turning the volume up on his voice louder than everything else in our life. At the same time, turning the volume down on certain voices that maybe aren't speaking God's truth to us. Church, you see why it's important to tune to the right voice because the wrong ones will be our downfall and the truth is there are plenty of wrong voices out there. And so maybe before we pick up our phone to to phone a friend, maybe we should pick up our Bibles and hear God's wisdom there. Even before posting our a Facebook comment about what's going on in our life. Maybe we should stop and spend a moment and, and be with God in prayer. Instead of trying to find validation in the comments section, like, let's find validation in our God who wants to assure us and, and give us the, the assurance of good things in our life. Or maybe we can stop and ask the question, God, who have you intentionally placed in my life right now who will help me understand what you're calling me to do right now? So if you want to experience God's new thing, you have to, number one, tune to the right voice. But the second thing you have to do is realize that God is with you now. Verse two, it said, when you walk through deep waters, I'll be with you. See, for Israel, their own decision making brought them to a place where they were about to be taken over by a foreign country. They were going to lose everything. And God could have said, you know what? You deserve this. You guys acted like fools. You chased after all things. I've told you millions of times, but you didn't listen. But instead, God says, you're about to go through deep waters, but I will be with you. See, God knew things were about to get really messy for Israel. And it's in this mess that God says two things. I'm here and I'm up to something new. You may be tuning in right now and your life is a mess. I believe God would want to remind you today that he has not left. God isn't waiting for you to fix everything. He's not waiting for the economy to clean up. God's not sitting up from the mountaintop saying, hey, get it all together down there. God is with you now. God's not leaving you alone. God will help you get to the place that God is calling you to. But if you want to experience God's new thing, you've got to give up your right to do it on your own. God's with you in your mess right now. And the first step towards moving in the direction to where God is calling you to go is just realizing he's with you right now. That he's the one who's doing the heavy lifting. That God is in control. And so if you want to experience God's new thing, you have to first listen, tune to the right voice. Second thing, realize God is with you now. But number three, you've got to forget the past. Verse 18 says, forget all that. See, God does something super strange in this passage. The word remember shows up in the Bible about 231 times. And it's usually used to encourage people to remember who God is and what God does. But the word forget shows up about 64 times. And it's usually encouraging people, do not forget the good things God has done. For some reason here, God is telling the Israelites that, yes, I'm the God who brought you out of Egypt by crazy miracles, but I need you to forget all that because I'm doing something new. And If you hold on to this idea of what I did, you won't be able to recognize the thing that I'm about to do. If you only see God as the sea splitter, you're never going to realize God as the cross bearer. If your only concept of God is what he can do on a Sunday morning, then you'll never be able to see the God who can minister in the middle of a pandemic on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday through Saturday. Let me help you understand where I'm coming from. I love my Keurig coffee maker with all my heart. I know that's blasphemy for some people because it really doesn't make the best coffee, but it makes a good, decent cup of coffee. When it came out, I was super skeptical. I had a 1,001 ideas as to why it was going to be a terrible cup of coffee. It couldn't match up to the things that I did. I had worked as a barista for a year, so I knew how to make the best coffee. And for years, people had tried to convince me, hey, won't you just try a K-cup, try a K-cup. But after years, I was in a pinch, and I decided to just make a quick K-cup because the moment had come, and I realized that is a magical machine. I realized also I'm pretty terrible at making coffee. But the reality is, in this moment, I couldn't get over the feeling that I wasted so many years drinking terrible coffee because I wasn't willing to embrace the new machine that had been invited into my life. The same way, we've got to understand that if we're going to receive God's new thing today, that if we're going to allow God to do something in our life in the wake of all this coronavirus stuff, then we've got to be willing to let go of the past. Now, let me explain. Maybe you're here and you haven't moved forward in ministry, Maybe you're here you haven't jumped into the life of your church. Maybe you're here and you haven't thought about serving your neighbors right now in this time because you're holding on to some sort of unnecessary guilt. If you're holding on to sin, I, I encourage you, ask forgiveness and then move on. See, Psalm 103.12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Listen, God isn't holding on to your sin anymore. In, in his book, it's a done deal, so why don't you just let it go too? You won't be able to accept God's new thing if you cannot shift your eyes away from the past. If you keep considering yourself a sinner, an addict, or a mess-up, you're never going to hear God calling you son or daughter or saint or beautiful, my beloved. Listen, you've got to stop feeling guilty and move on into the new thing in order to accept what God wants to do in your life. Or maybe you're here and, and your story is a little bit different. Maybe you're here and you're bored in your relationship with God. Maybe last year was filled with more of the same, more highs, more lows. You went to the conference, you hit the missions trip, you even got a t-shirt to show you that you went. You felt great for a while, but now you're back at the same thing. Today, I want to challenge you to expect a new thing from God in your life. You see, the Israelites only expected God to move in a certain way, and because of that, they missed it when God showed up on the scene. We do the same thing. We expect God to work in certain ways. God, you're gonna talk to me at church some weeks or you make me feel good in a worship song or my devotional. But that's about it. Outside of a Bible verse or a moment like that, I really don't expect you to show up in my life. And because of that, our relationship with God becomes flat and boring. you need to know this today. God is a wild and untamable being. He, He is scary, powerful, uncontrolled. He literally can do whatever he wants. But he chooses to be safe and good. And that God, who is so powerful, so untamable, wants to do a new thing in your life. See, God doesn't want your relationship with him to be flat and boring because God isn't flat or boring. I'm challenging you this week, would you let God be God in your life? Let him take you on an adventure of a lifetime. Let him love through you like you've never experienced before. Maybe try and reopen certain doors that you've closed off to God. Maybe try and listen to God once again from a familiar song or a class. But realize we can only hear God anew if we give up our expectations. You see, you can't receive the new thing God is going to do if you spend your whole life looking back at the old thing. It's just not possible. And so if you want to experience God's new thing, you've got to first tune to the right voice. Second, realize he's with you now. Three, forget the past and 4th You've got to accept God's new thing. Verse 19 says, I'm about to do something new. When I was in Israel, I had a chance to, to look out to the Judean wilderness where Isaiah was looking at when he was describing this idea. You see, the reality is in Israel, your, your travel route is dictated by the landscape of the land before you. Since you can only travel in the valleys, at times you had no choice but to travel the road that had been traveled in the same valley for thousands of thousands. We actually got to travel one of these roads during our trip. So when God says, I'm making a new pathway in the wilderness, he's literally saying he's, he's creating a new way we haven't even seen before. That he's literally tr- uh, changing the landscape of the world around us in such a drastic way that you won't be able to walk the same route you once did. See, the new thing that God did for Israel was save the world through Jesus. He didn't use crazy plagues and miracles like before. He didn't use armies and royal robes. He decided to send his son, Jesus. This was out of the box. They expected some king and some ruler. What they didn't expect was a lowly carpenter. But Jesus perfectly showed us who God chooses to be. See, I believe that God wants to do a new thing in some of our lives right now. I believe for some here today that that God is ready to show you things in your relationship with him that you've never even seen before. For some here today, that God is beginning to give you a little nudge from the Holy Spirit, encouraging you to express His love to someone or in a certain way. I believe that right now God is raising up a generation of disciples who will change the spiritual climate of New England and the world around us because we're not people who are defaulting to the past, but we're expecting our God to do a new thing today. Church, my God's not dead, my God's not done. So I'm asking you, believe with me today that God can do something new right now. I believe God wants to break open the walls of your life, of our church's life, and to show you what a real relationship with him is like, but the only thing you have to do today is want that and invite that into your life. For some of you today, maybe you're at a change point. You've got some decisions to make right now and you're trying to figure out if this is God's new thing. And today, I'm gonna encourage you that after this message is done, to take a few moments and, and spend some time listening to God Helping, uh, giving yourself an opportunity for God to help you process these things at the moment. For some of you here, there's, there's some things in the past that you need to let go of today. There are things that, that you've been holding on to for a long time, and now they've got a hold of you. And today I want to give you a chance to say, just like what God said to the Israelites, forget all that and move on to what God has called you today. Some of you here, this this needs to be a time where you say to God, I just want to experience you in a new way. God, forgive me for being bored in my relationship with you. God, I want more of you this year. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray here in just a minute. And if you're uh, interested in responding in any particular way, I encourage you to message your church and and message your leaders and begin this conversation with them. But today I want to pray that God will show you his new things that you'll choose to say yes to God's new thing and you'll experience his love in a deeper way like you never have before. Lord, we thank you. The God, you are up to something new. And Lord, if you are who you say that you are, then we can trust that your new thing is good for us and will transform us into your image like never before. So Lord, I pray, would you lead us? Would you guide us? Would you help us to see you clearly, God? We, we give ourselves, we throw ourselves completely at your mercy because you're such a good God. Yes, Lord, help us to trust in your new thing. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm excited to hear the stories of God's people stepping into His new thing. Uh, We're excited to connect with you once again soon. Again, thank you for tuning in today, and we'll connect soon. God bless.